Hey, Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything, the miniatures gaming podcast. All right. So, I don't know, I was just going and getting groceries this morning, and it came to mind, like, there's probably a few things I'm buying that are kind of already in the fridge, but they've turned old. And I should probably throw the old versions out, but eh, I haven't, and I didn't this morning. I don't know. Do you have, do you have that <laughs> same sort of thing going on with your fridge? Where yeah, there's like, yeah, and you try to carve off just enough so that you can get as much as what's left that you can still take. And then you just carve – but you 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 have too much food in there, so you just carve off a little bit, put it back in the fridge. And the next day, you carve off a little bit more because it continues to go bad. Oh, no, I just avoid the whole thing. It's just the whole thing sits there unused. <laughs> it's not going bad. Okay. If it was actually bad – I'd get rid of it, but it's just like questionably old to the point where I've just bought a supersede a new version and I just haven't used the old one anymore. But the old uh, one's not bad per se. I just would never eat it. Uh, <laughs> I could not fully relate then. Oh, okay. Maybe so. Maybe we'll have different opinions on this topic yeah. we're coming up with for today because it's kind yeah. of along that line. That's true about when you should actually walk away. Specifically in this context, from miniature games. From a particular game, yeah. So we've so, walked away from games yep. before, so I don't think this is totally foreign to us. Yep. But, I don't know. So, how, do you want to go This is almost s- like the most important, besides actually getting into games, yep. walking away from games is has done the most to change our view of... Uh, how we experience miniature games, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think some some of the times it's we've almost like in. the split between eras in our miniature gaming hobby. Yeah, and I don't think we like went and philosophically evaluated why at the moment we were leaving the game. It just felt like the thing to do at the moment. Does that sort of like your view of the previous games we've played that have fell out of circulation? It just we didn't like assess it on any level. It's just sort of like I think we often just try, started trying something. For the most something. part, yeah. It felt like we just started trying something new, and that new thing just kind of replaced it. But obviously there's a reason why you start going out and looking for replacements. Cause that's, that's not true for everything. Yep. But mm-hmm. like that is somewhat more true for me than you, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So we're, Maybe that's we're, what you felt like, mm-hmm. but that's not how it seemed like to me based on the things you said about the games we walked away yeah, okay, I think we did find... I think we were having issues with them. Yeah, okay. We were probably having issues with them, which is why we and went I, searching for new ones. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's also different on how much investment you've had for those games that you walked away from. Mm-hmm. I think there's two main games that we really... that that made the most impact. That That's why I mentioned the fact that it's such a big deal. Um, because of how into those games we were at a certain point. Yeah, so... And you, you you know those two games. You can mention them. Yeah, everybody, I think, who's listening to this podcast probably knows these games. They were Warhammer 40K and yes. War Machine slash Hordes. Two big, yep. two big games. That we spent a lot of time playing. I think mm-hmm. Warhammer was the longest, actually. We, we started playing that. That's how we got into miniature gaming, the miniature gaming hobby in general. We started playing that at 12 literally 12 i think because you you bought that starter set for my birthday so maybe you were a little bit older but for me it's like at 12 we're like okay Mm -hmm. yeah i guess we're playing 40k now and we walked away at what age i think around 25 26 you kept getting a little more but i think oh no maybe longer no i kept playing with some of our other mutual friends so probably more like 27 for me yeah yeah, so I came back from living in uh, overseas, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, overseas I didn't have any miniatures. So I was totally out of the hobby for, like, quite a few years. And then I came back, and I'm like, I love this hobby. Let's mm-hmm. get back into to 40K. And I said, hey, hey, Brando, you want to start new armies? And so we both bought new armies. Uh, but in the meantime, I was searching for a place to play, and that's when I got into War Machine. At the friendly troll, and yep. I fit. I eventually finished my orc army. You never finished that army you bought. The because, dark elder army? No. Yeah, the dark elder army. Do you still have any of that? No, I liquidated it. I had barely any loss. 
So, because because oh, yeah? 40k oh, nice. just appreciates in money. <laughs> so if you have it still boxed in plastic, you just sell it off at like. Well, that was before. I don't know if that still happens because no, I think that was during dis- the time where where 40k was really or Games Workshop, the company that owns 40k, mm-hmm. was really putting the screws to uh, its customer base, where yeah. you would they basically just rebox the same thing except with less guys in them and sold them for a higher price. Yeah, and I think they were putting the screws down on like the distributors and like the stores and they wouldn't let them list prices online and stuff like that. So if you were just listing your own stuff on Kijiji, you were better than a store almost because <laughs> you could give people prices online anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that was the first thing. Um, and I guess before we get into how those like the general concepts of this, I did want to talk a little bit about these two. So for 40K, why did you personally feel like you walked away from 40K? Is that the one where you're saying it just kind of drifted off? So so what I did before this is actually write down, like rather than the negatives, sort of the positives of why you would want to play a certain type of game Mm -hmm. and like just how it fits with the sort of gaming you're interested in doing. Mm -hmm. So that one, sort of the reason for leaving that, like the game just being unwieldy, I think that's why it left 40k. I'm just trying to think of what the counterpoint of what would bring you into a game would be the, the opposite of that, which which would, I guess, then be accessibility of a game brings you into it because uh-huh. like a low barrier of entry. So I guess thinking about what would actually get you like to want to play a game, I guess there's the accessibility of it where you say, okay, I can just get into this thing, give it a try easily. So mm-hmm. there's that, which we talk a lot about skirmish games that have that. The other reason to get into a game, I think of that, I guess you sort of mentioned that in terms of like finding a store that was playing War Machine would be the community aspect. Like if you're someone who just wants to like share the hobby, wants to just have like a make a social event out of it, maybe the actual game itself doesn't matter to you so much, but just having a good community to be a part of might bring you towards a particular game. So that's two things. The third aspect that might get you into a game is you enjoy competition. So maybe you're not a sports person. Maybe you're like, ah, I spend too much time on the computer. You don't want to play video games. So like this miniature gaming hobby has some cool competitive ways to play it. Maybe you get into a game like because it's competitive. And then the fourth one would just be a creative output because you put all your ideas into like the painted army, into like building your forces. It's just like there's a huge creative outlet you can find in many games. So I think those are the big four like things I can see that get you into a game. And I guess if the reverse starts happening, it could push you out of it for all those four aspects. Okay, that's an interesting way. I, that, that's that's strangely somewhat positive for a negative thing. Uh, out of character for the things, the ways you think about things in general, I feel like. Although technically you're saying this thing doesn't have any of the good things, so it's well, still somewhat negative, but well, yes. Our whole topic is the <laughs> negative thing. So, I mean, I'm just like putting a little... Uh-huh. Nice, nice fresh sandwich meat in between the moldy buns to go back okay. to where we started. Okay, so when you look at that, um, I think I, w- I would add, okay, um, I guess those, there's, those are there's four certain aspects. things that are, yeah, those um, are four can, aspects that you would you, get into a game. There's a couple of things that I would like to, to talk about that is not, that is outside of the four main aspects, mm-hmm. um, especially in the ways that you can recognize the fact that some of these things are, are not necessarily there for the way that you're experiencing the game. Yep. Uh, but let's let's go with that for now. So when when we walked away from 40k, mm-hmm. do, I, I think before we go into you know the, the specifics about what the actual problem was, uh, the emotional response of walking away, how did it happen? Like, tell me a story about like why did you feel like you walked to like personally how how it came about? So I think, 40k. I think maybe it was just because meeting up with the community, aka the small group of friends I was playing it with. Mm-hmm. just became less viable because they lived pretty far away. Some of them, mm-hmm. like their life, <clears throat> they they ran out of time between jobs, family, and stuff like that. So they mm-hmm. started playing it less. So I think it was just the community, I guess, even though the community is very small. I think the community mm-hmm. I was playing with Still, it's very shrunk. important. Yeah, it, it shrunk and being very small already. Like you and I could have played, but that doesn't, that's not quite like a wider community thing going on anymore. And I guess a new community popped up of the War Machine players, which then replaced it. So I, I don't even feel like it was all about the game, really. I feel like it was about the just 
the existence so, of one community versus another. So there was nothing wrong with 40k. It's just we started joining this other community and they played War Machine and we ended up starting it and we really enjoyed War Machine. And then so it kind of just subsumed the time that we would normally have spent to play 40k or work on 40k models. We, we mm-hmm. were putting all of that energy into another game. And so this other game was like after, you know, at least this is this is actually exactly, you know, the way I felt, right? Like mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is exactly the way way it happened with you, but like for me, I didn't even mean to uh, stop playing 40k. I literally went to that store. Uh, I asked them if they played 40k. One of the guys there, Ay, uh, was said, "Oh yeah, I play 40k, uh, but you know, generally I play War Machine. You want to try it out? You know, I played a demo, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty fun. And then he showed me a couple of models, and I was like, oh, these big beefy Warjacks from Kador look awesome. Sure, I'll buy some." And then I enjoyed the models, enjoyed the different look from my normal Eldar army and my orcs that I was painting. So I just started playing that. And then, you know, I started showing up for for every week. And I think you also did. You wanted to dip your toe, try something new. And then I just <clears throat> never got around to going back to play 40K, right? It just every week, because they had a regular thing, you know, people were there. You know, you played this game that I started enjoying just little by little that, the war machines just started taking up more and more of my time. And then when I wanted to buy a new model, instead of painting, you know, playing or, or buying new 40K stuff, I was buying war machine stuff to, to build for my armies. Yeah, like if, if there was a Warhammer community at that store, maybe it would have competed for your interest. But just because it didn't exist, it like pushed you out of the game because something else was drawing you in for that aspect. Yeah, it wasn't, there was still. I guess there is, there's people that played and that liked it, but you're mm-hmm. right. There was not the same type of community, right? Everyone played War Machine at that time. Mm-hmm. So even though pe- some people also played Warhammer, right, that was not the main thing that people went to play. And this was during the heyday of War Machine, where War Machine was starting to thread to take over uh, probably uh, Warhammer Fantasy. It, but it was challenging Games Workshop in North America at that time in game stores. It was kind of crazy that that happened, right? Yeah, like the size of tournaments were bigger than GW often. <clears throat> a lot of new players were going and picking up, and you're like, oh, if you look at that, you know, if you're a business person and you look at that graph of uptake, you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, if this continues in ten, five years, everyone's going to play War Machine instead of uh, Games Workshop. Spoiler alert. If you live in the present time, that obviously didn't happen. They obviously plateaued way before they were able to challenge uh, a Games Workshop uh, truly, and they kind mm-hmm. of, you know, kind of crater now. But uh, you know, there was time when that was a that was like not crazy to think that War Machine would overtake Games Workshop. Also, Games Workshop was doing badly and kind of going down at the time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the middle, so you don't think the fact that Games Workshop was getting worse was an actual factor about about us walking away from it. I think that might have influenced other people, which caused the lack of a community at that moment. I mean, mm-hmm. we I played a lot of 5th edition, which, I mean, sure, there's lots of broken parts of it, but mm-hmm. I guess at that moment it had moved on to 6th edition, which I didn't even follow it into 6th edition. So mm-hmm. it must have, I guess, just problems with the game must have pushed people out of the game which then damaged the community aspect. Like it was a chain chain reaction effect. I don't know if you okay. know more about what was wrong with sixth edition that really. No nah, man, out, I was I had I was out of playing miniature games for probably at that point at least five years. Like we 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 you know I didn't I didn't I think I bought the fifth edition codex. I never mm-hmm. played fifth, and I definitely didn't play six. I think I played one game of fourth or something like that. Oh wait. Maybe I didn't play fourth because maybe I just bought the codex, or not bought the rule book. Did we ever play fourth against each other? Because I literally at that point only ever played against you and and the other guys. I think we might have played, but so rarely didn't make an impact that we were still just yeah. dabbling. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so I had been out for like five years at that point. I have no idea. All I know about fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh is now by when I went back and like read Wikipedia. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And listen to podcasts about what people thought about those editions. I have no idea. When I say that fifth edition was the best 
uh, uh, edition of Warhammer 40k. I just assumed that because so many people say that fifth edition was the best version. <coughs> yeah, that's what I was. I don't know if that's most. true. But I do want to like look into what people's answers are about why they didn't like sixth edition and why they think it really drove people away from the game. Because like I didn't get the direct effect of it; I got the collateral effect of the community being damaged and then not bringing okay. bringing people like me back in when I was looking for games. Yeah, so I think for 40k, I think the biggest thing is just the community. It's like, and and I think that is probably in general the biggest reason to walk away from a game depending on what you're 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 in for right Mm -hmm. but oftentimes if you're in for playing a game uh but you have no one to play with there's a good reason to not play that game and walk away right and not continually hope that you can uh find people uh to play with assuming you can you know find another game that you want to play right that's that said a lot of people you know play quote-unquote play 40k but have never actually put their miniatures on the table because Mm -hmm. 40k is a really big hobby and you can you know you can still be into 40k without ever playing the game right and if if that's what you like if you just like assembling models and painting them uh you know you can stay in there right and you can continue to do that and you don't have to move on right it only it only matters if you have that you know feeling right Mm-hmm. And I think with 40k uh, versus War Machine, the biggest issue was just time, right? It's not like we hated 40k at that at that time. We didn't know yeah. how bad Sixth Edition was. We didn't even play a game of it. But we just, you know, you you only have so many hours in the day, mm-hmm. you know, and then a small subset of that is for miniature gaming, and then you can't necessarily have time to play both these like games that are especially these demanding games, 40k and War Machine. So you just choose the one that, you know, you have the community, you have the enjoyment, you have all those kind of things, and you go with that. And it's okay to, you know, leave those other games behind. You don't, just because you have those models and you've played them and enjoyed them, doesn't mean that you have to continue to do that. No, not at all. All right. Can I bring this into the present with something that works for us that might not work for some other people? And then maybe we'll go back to the War Machine era? Sure, man. It's an open form podcast. I want to talk about War Machine, but you got something, you're pressing, go for it. No, I think I want to just move on to possibly what might be the opposite of the the community being damaged effect. So currently we play, (laughs) you know. Oh, I see why you want to talk about this first before War Machine. Go on. What? I I don't know. Maybe maybe we will, maybe we won't. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Okay, go on. All right, let's see if you've already guessed what goes through my brain. So we currently play a lot of Infinity. Obviously, Infinity's great. That. Great game. Yep, and we have a pretty good community going on. Like the whole Toronto area where we play has a couple of different Infinity communities. So if people like in who live around various parts want to play the game, they have a community they can come and play at. Yep. But we've seen lots of people who short, sort of show up. They try the game for a little bit, but then they end up bouncing off of it. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Like obviously, those are people who bought the miniatures. They like they started learning the rules and all that. But then they felt like they had to leave. What do you think like made those people leave? Like obviously we're not all the same and we're not interested in the same sorts of things in games, which is why I listed those four different aspects and what you might be interested in. But what do you think like put them off of it for the, like typically they could all be different, but Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think that's walking away from the game. I think mm-hmm. that's not even getting to the game at all. Right. Yep. Like when I think about walking away and and the topic that we're talking about, to me, mm-hmm. it's like you you've actually gotten into the game, yep. the game portion. And then you've decided, you know, this is now that time is over and you move on. Right. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, you're right that, you know, if you've bought these models, you painted them, you, you show up, you play a couple of games and then you realize the game is not for you. Right. In many ways, that is walking away because, you know, this you don't have like I, like I was saying about 40K, you don't have to play games just because the miniatures are there for playing right yeah and a lot don't... of the fun of the hobby is just mm-hmm. the first half where you assemble you think about games and then you paint your miniatures and then you look at them on your shelf or whatever on the battlefield and you're like yeah this is awesome right mm-hmm. and if you end up not liking the game sometimes that's enough sometimes that's enough to do the first half and you're like you know what the second half is not for me and then in that way, you kind of walk away, right? And you, you maybe, maybe there's another game that fulfills all of those things that you, you, you know, you enjoy the first half and then you also enjoy the playing of the game. Then 
it's fine to walk away from the one where you only enjoy half of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how this fits into any of those other categories, but you think the game just being too demanding for what they're looking for? Like, I'm trying yeah, to think how to so. categorize it. Like, obviously, I don't want uh, another demanding game on top of Infinity. Like, I'd be like, mm-hmm. well, it's too demanding, and I already have this game that demands, like, lots of knowledge, a huge knowledge base to feel like you're getting into the game. So I can mm-hmm. see my... I, if experience. I tried another game, and then I realized that, which I would hope I'd look into it beforehand, but, you know, you don't always know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess just the level of, like... Difficult, like the level of play difficulty almost? Yeah, to me, this is like the same thing of, of what happened with 40K. It's just the amount of time you have, right? Mm-hmm. When you There's there's certain games and there's, there, there's different... Different games require a different amount of time investment to get the full payoff, right? Like we've talked about this before about secondary games and primary games, where primary games uh, can often be very deep and very rewarding in terms of all the different things that are happening and the experiences you get, but they might require a large time investment for them to get to that enjoyment level, right? Something like 40K, uh, War Machine, right? Uh, Specifically 40K or or Age of Sigmar, these are huge, like the investment is, a lot of it is in, there's a lot of institutional knowledge or, or whatever game knowledge that you need to know but yep. also just the size of the armies means that you have to have a huge time investment to even you know play or enjoy that army uh enjoy that game and if you want to change your army that's a huge investment to try to switch over because you have to paint up like 100 models or something like that right yes yeah, so i guess you could say the accessibility in 40k is low from the sort of getting your models on the game table standpoint and from just the rules familiarity standpoint whereas yeah. infinity you can get a <clears throat> you can get an army on the table pretty quickly even though they're really detailed miniatures it's low model count but the rules yeah, levels the rules has like fairly big r- hurdle to jump over to like get yourself all the way in the game yeah and especially with people as you know mm-hmm. as your uh, uh responsibilities or your your other time sinks grow as you get older right mm-hmm. you, Sometimes if if the game is not giving you enough enjoyment for the time and effort you put into it, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to, you know, just cut it out. It's, it's not it's not a terrible thing, although it feels terrible if you spend a whole bunch of money. Like it feels a lot worse if you if you bought like a new 40k army that has like 500 or 1000 dollars and then you're like turns out I don't have time, inclination or desire to do this, right? Uh but it's the same kind of thing, and it's the same kind of thing not just for for uh, miniature gaming, but any kind of hobby, right? Mm-hmm. For for me, I don't really watch movies that much anymore uh, because I just the enjoyment and the inclination of of sliding that into my time just doesn't fit, right? For now, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, just like miniatures, um, I think this is one thing is that just because you don't feel like it right now and it's not right for now and you kind of walk away from it as a hobby or or whatever, doesn't mean that it's gone forever, right? Yeah, like if you found a new... You can always come back. If your friends, aka like your community, got into it, maybe they drag you back into it and then you just get the enjoyment of being part of that community and... Like sharing that with them. So yeah, you can look at any sort of hobby that way. Yeah, this is not what I thought you were going to talk about with. with (laughs) with No, I didn't. I didn't think you thought I was going to take look at Infinity from that perspective. But you know, it's it was the kind of the opposite end of the Mm -hmm. the field from getting out of 40k. Anyhow, so do we want to roll back to War Machine? Uh, yeah. Let's go back to War Machine uh, and and see how that kind of that transition happened. Mm-hmm. So War Machine is slightly different in terms of how we walked away from that game. Yep. So War wow. Machine has a fairly high level of competitiveness, which is one of those aspects mm-hmm. that can turn people on games or off games. And get people obsessed with them. Yeah, if you if you want to be really competitive, like games that can be really competitive, you can get really obsessed with those if you like that. Yeah. And I think we only fell like halfway along that spectrum with wanting to, like, have a real competitive experience in our games, like, mm-hmm. at all. And yeah. I don't know if the community evolved towards that 
or what it was, but I just felt like the game started being really demanding competitively to have mm-hmm. to just like study went, and build yeah. things that I ne- didn't necessarily want to paint. But to feel like I was playing the game properly, I would have to buy and paint like three of one type of miniature. Yep. And not just three of one, like three of one unit of miniature, which means sometimes there's only like three, four sculpts in that unit. Mm -hmm. So you're actually every unit you're painting already two or three models, and then you're painting three units of it, right? So I do feel like... um, I think the biggest thing in general with War Machine was... Uh, yeah, it it was no longer the thing of the it was no longer the hobby that we got into hobbying for because of how competitive it was. Mm-hmm. And you know, when when you go to tournaments, it's kind of paradoxical in some ways, right? We still go to infinity tournaments, so on. we love tournaments, right, and stuff like that. Um, but more for the community aspects and the playing aspect. When you are so dedicated on the winning and competition aspect, mm-hmm. um. That's not really what we ever really enjoyed, right, with the game. It was the sharing of this, you know, this game and the experience of the miniatures and the stories uh, they're, they're playing out and the enjoyment of, of playing with people or a whole bunch of different people that uh, are really into the, the, the hobby and game that you're into, right? And so for war machine because it was so dedicated to competition and because people started ratcheting it up it got to the level where people would tell you like why are you even using those units they suck right and once you're at that level uh you know other people are trying to help you actually right these guys are trying they're not being malicious and they're saying oh you're you're a dummy right they're saying i want to help you i want you to win more Right. So don't mm-hmm. use those units. But that's not the reason we played like we we bought those units because they we liked how they looked. We liked all these different aspects of it. We wanted to see how they did. We wanted them to be perhaps even just like being special and different. Right. And for for a community to be so dedicated to something entirely different from what we wanted, it's definitely fragmented the community. And it definitely drove a lot of people away. And it also, I think, really stopped War Machine from being able to recruit new players. Yeah, so I think that also basically, like, that causes, caused a lowering of the ability for, like, the creative outlet. Because, mm-hmm. like, one of the reasons to get into the game is that it could be a cool creative outlet. But then when the game takes such a hard turn to ratchet up that competitive aspect, you like, we started losing the creative aspect of it. So, like, mm-hmm. you, you in theory could have done that creative bit, but you, you were clearly no playing one, the game wrong. But you had no community. Yeah, That's then you would have no community right? if you did that. So, And I think that, you know, we talked about before, the reason we moved away from 40K was because we started, you know, joining this War Machine community. But then we kind of, as we continued on, we realized that the 40, not the 40K, the War Machine community was no longer the community that we wanted to be, uh, I guess, not necessarily wanted to be a part of, but that that we fit in, right? So, like, we actually wanted that to be our community. It's just it didn't fit with the ideals and the things that we really enjoyed. And there were so many people who only cared about winning. And it was very frustrating because, you know, some people would – this is crazy, actually, in some ways. Some people who were playing the game were like, uh, you know, when we had a conversation about our store, because we were, like, our, our community was dwindling because, you know, these, these people who cared about competition kept on driving away, you know, casual players, right? And we had a conversation about that, and some of the people who are into competition were just like, no, we don't want people who don't care about competition, Mm-hmm. So it's fine to, you know, drive them out from the store and, and, you know, crush them at the very first game before they even know what's going on. That is a perfectly fine way because we only want tryhards who totally will who will get into the game because, I don't know, like who, who, who don't like getting taught and yeah. who would rather be thrown into the deep end and then somehow survive and continue on. And that was, you know, when that happened, I was actually quite shocked, right? 
to be fair, they were they were quite young, and also, also they killed their own community. So they were obviously wrong. But uh, but yeah, so that 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 was a wedge. And I guess for us, when you're talking about just walking away from a community, uh, sometimes when you or or walking away from a game, you kind of sometimes you just realize you know you 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 don't like or you don't enjoy the game for a while and you're wondering why and you look back at it and you're like well it's because the thing that you liked about it is no longer the thing that the game is right games during times they have life cycles and they change yeah that's why i wanted to list those different aspects of what you can get out of a game and war machine is kind of like this interesting illustration of how the game itself can actually shift from one like of those aspects to a different aspect even though it's it's like it looks like the same game and it's a little bit interesting because technically they never stopped supporting the more casual uh aspect of the game it's because you know they would have event nights where they're just fun events or or event events like supported by private press like they're saying oh you know we have special events every every i think every halloween they had a special packet where you're supposed to play that with special rewards right yep uh just the community that ended up you know championing the game didn't care about that stuff and like yep. drove it to the hinterlands and and then the the company in some ways i guess you know, in some ways it makes sense, right? They wanted to back the people that were their most ardent customers, but the most ardent customers were creating a community that was hostile to new players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I find it hard to evaluate exactly what the game did to cause that. Maybe it's just the game started growing to such an extent that like the balance between certain things became so swingy that if you played with the good units versus played with like the subpar units... If you're playing with a subpar, you'd just be wiped off the board as if you were hardly even playing the game. So mm-hmm. maybe in other games... It's power creep kind of thing. Yeah, maybe in other games where the power creep isn't so big or where they keep balancing a bit more under control, it lets people still keep being creative with their armies and putting mm-hmm. like suboptimal things on the board, but they're not so below par that you're going to be just wiped off the board so you feel like you mm-hmm. still get, get that. Yeah, in some ways the game was so big that you could optimize armies so highly that you could wipe away people really really well who did not have optimized armies and i i i agree that was definitely an issue right in some ways that's super fun that's one of those things with magic that people love right being able to optimize that and i think war machine probably attracted attracted a lot of players who like magic because Mm of that um but what i was saying about the community thing is that you know in some ways just like magic right you don't you don't have to play like technically you don't have to play competitive magic but if all of your communities around you only play competitive magic you have to play competitive magic right it's Mm -hmm. not just about what the game is it's how the game you know how how it's actually played right Mm -hmm. and so sometimes you know and this is one of those things it's like sometimes you walk away from a game be not because there's anything necessarily intrinsically wrong with the game not saying that war machine didn't have anything pro any problems there was lots of problems right and that that encouraged it but like our communities because you know community was so important in the in the reason why we we continue to play and we've uh put so much time into miniature games when the community was something we didn't want we walked away right and that's the that was the right thing for us to do uh but that also doesn't mean that if you move or you go to a different community, you might actually find that you don't have to leave the game, right? Like mm-hmm. if we had, if War Machine or, or if we had just found people who are who played the game like we play, what well, wanted to play, it's very possible we could be still playing War Machine today. Okay, it's not possible. But <laughs> no, no, not with how the new sculpts look like in fourth. I'm like, mm, that's that now hinders the creative. Okay, fair I'm enough. Sorry. The modern war machine has walked away from the things that we like from games, but we could have played it for a lot for way into third edition if our community was different, right? And our community enforced it itself, or we just found a community <laughs> that was different. And so this is one of those things, right? You know, walk away because the community doesn't work uh, for your thing, but like. 
keep your models maybe and look for different communities before you decide to fully walk away? Yeah, that, that is one possible way. I've never seen games really turn it around and bring people back, except 40K. 40K actually seems to be able to keep bringing yeah, people it's back so in. so big, yeah. Exactly. It's because it's so big. It's like the 900-pound gorilla. Yeah, but very, other few, very few other games seem to be able to like come back around and around and around. Actually, there's a bunch of 40K games that seem to have been able to do it. Oh, Games Workshop games? Yeah, like yeah. Warhammer Fantasy is coming back. It doesn't come back yet. You can't say it's going to work preemptively. Okay, sure. But that, maybe that's just because of the video game. Battletech came back. It did, yeah. And it's weird because... It's not even very different, is it? I don't even think the video game is the reason, necessarily. Like, the video game definitely helped it survive. Like, the video, mm-hmm. the different video games. But this latest trend of Battletech coming back, I'm like, where did this what, come from? What, what what brought this about? <laughs> I don't know. Because I liked the video game, mm-hmm. the Battletech video game from Hairbrained Schemes. Uh, but I don't even think it was that popular. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. All right. Do we want? Can you think of other games that we didn't play that died spectacular deaths that are worth looking at from an outsider's view? Uh, I think there's other games that we walked away from. Mm-hmm. It's X-Wing, but you know. Yep, I, X-Wing. I, I can do that one really quickly. Sure. The creative aspect. You don't even freaking paint the miniatures. No one else paints <laughs> the miniatures. You're like, where's the creativity? Yeah. Oh, so once, net, there's, once there's you netless, have this full of, there's netlists all over the place. Like there's there's no yeah. missions. You're just like, there's one thing to do here, and uh, you can just come up with one way of doing it. The creativity is just so yeah. low. Competitiveness, that's a, that's competitive is super, yeah. competitiveness aspect of that game was really fun because yeah. you're trying to like outplay the opponent. What are they going to do? How are you yeah. going to counter it? How do you like double counter them? Mm-hmm. That part's cool for the game and its accessibility really good. Creativity like at the very bottom of the pack. Yeah, I think there's there's a thing with with that in terms of in general when when you are playing a game sometimes. You just, you know, a game really hits you, you play it a lot, and then you are just kind of had your fill. Yeah, that, that could be it. Like, the the cool things it had going on with yeah. its mechanics, you feel like you the explored experience. those. And yeah. Yes, that's that. Yeah, and so, like, it's like, um, I think this happens a lot with board games mm-hmm. for people, right? They play a lot of that board game, and then once you've played it enough, you know, like, you look at it, inside and out you understand it you have some good memories let's say of playing it but when you play it out you know how much more is it giving you right yeah and if it's not necessarily giving you a lot right especially with board games because you know you have your board game group so you don't have to lose the community you just move on Mm -hmm. to the next board game right and so uh you know sometimes just the game is just like you've had enough of it and you just move on and you can't you don't have to feel guilty about that but I think with board games, because they have a, you know, there's not this creative experience, you don't have as much sadness having played a game out to a point where you're like, oh, I'm done with this game, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. with miniature games, I think there's an issue where people don't <coughs> want to move on because they've sunk so much time and effort in painting and getting that thing on the table. It seems... It seems like such a waste and terrible to be like, oh, I'm never going to play this game again, or I'm, I'm right because of how much effort I put into making this army look cool, right? So, how do you deal with that, right? And how do you get over that in terms of miniature games? Oh, you don't. You so that you're okay games. with walking away. You just play skirmish games. That's because those those okay. big games that have like a hundred figures. Yeah, I think I might have a problem walking away from those. Like, cause my. My Warhammer 40k one. So don't invest as much in in the hobby thing and spread out that investment, right? You don't have to put in, you know, you don't have to walk away from ten. I guess it's the equivalent, right? Like a skirmish game might have, you know, eight eight to to twenty guys, eight to fifteen guys, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. For a normal skirmish game, and then you know you have to have five or ten times that for a Games Workshop game. Yeah. So the idea of like playing. But you're not necessarily spending more time playing the game, right, in terms of the number of games. So, like, you can walk away from one skirmish game, but it doesn't feel nearly as bad because, you know, that's one-fifth of the effort you put into getting that game on the table. Yeah, so, yeah, it fits into our whole whole 
ethos. Whole ethos of don't play giant war games. It doesn't matter what the game is. It doesn't matter how fun it is. Like it can trap you. It's just dangerous. It's a dangerous yeah. thing to mess with. Yeah, and it you have this like feelings of guilt. I would say, yeah, it's true. <laughs> when to walk away. Don't even start don't, those games. Yeah, because don't do drugs. The right drug before here <laughs> is, is giant, giant games. battle miniature games. Yeah. Okay, fine. Just do a few drugs. Don't do too many. And too many is you're you're gonna overdose if you do those games. Yeah. So that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think that definitely helps. Uh, I I'd say also uh, being okay with keeping a little bit of those miniatures and putting them on on your your shelf mm-hmm. and having some enjoyment on you know the miniatures on your shelf as opposed to only getting that enjoyment when you put them on the table. I think when you enjoy looking at your models on your shelf, then you don't feel a waste when you walk away from them as much, because you have a couple of them there. Mm-hmm. I'm not personally putting miniatures on shelves, except a couple if you're watching the YouTube video, they're behind my head. I know, exactly. I'm just like, I don't generally, I don't do it, except for, you know, these miniatures that are on my shelf as we speak. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so X-Wing... You feel like we just experienced all it had to offer in general? Yeah, I think I guess it was more like you described, the board game experience of how people interact with yeah. a board game. I think, yeah, we basically just dabbled yeah. in it like we dabbled in a board game. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a bunch of other games uh, that you know I got into, dipped a toe into, and then walked away. I think sometimes it is just, you know, experiencing it, getting enough of that experience and walking away. That's, you know, like, you don't have to get in depth with everything, right? And and I think, like we mentioned before, um, you don't have to, you don't have to walk away with the idea that you'll never come back, mm-hmm. even if you never do come back, right? Yeah, it's rare the game comes back on its own, so... Yeah, but like I have a lot of games with a lot of models where I have an army painted out or even two armies and they're just there and the idea like a lot of board games or something is that when I want to I could I could pick it out and say, Hey, you know, let's play it, right? And then get a friend and we could go and play it, right? But mm-hmm. I don't do that even though I could and that's fine. So if you look at it like empirically when I'm dead in the ground, you could be like, Oh, I never played that game ever again. But in my head, it's just another game in the staple that I could pull out, right? It's yeah. just that I never had the desire to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that I think that's fine. It's a lot easier to do when they're skirmish games, and the models that you did is like 20 models can fit in a box, right? As opposed to if, if I have giant army-level games and I have to, to have like a really big box <laughs> to keep all the models there, that's a lot more painful to do, right? Yeah, no, I like getting rid of that stuff. I've got to get rid of. I got to get rid of some more, more of those big model games. But it's I'm okay with. I think you should just keep if they're a big game, maybe keep one army for it. So if like a similar rule set comes out, you've got a whole army for it. But like if you're out of the game, maybe just pare it down to one army or something that you really like the look of, and a few like like you said, other miniatures you just like the look of. Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's definitely a. Good advice for when you decide to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've mentioned a lot of different um, reasons in hindsight, I think, why we walked away. Do we have, like, warning signs or something that that when you look at a game, when you're experiencing a game, you're really into a game, uh, that kind of tells you, hey, man, this is, this, is, this is about the time. Maybe you should reevaluate this game and consider whether you should move on or not yeah i don't know how to put this not harshly but when you feel like a lot of the people who are in the community you just don't particularly like them that much you're like these aren't my people uh-huh. I'm, okay so that, that's that, an I interesting like, point that's i think that's the early warning sign as far as i can think of one yeah that's a good point i think i, I would say I wouldn't say it in exactly the same way. I would say there's two things. Um, well, just your goals are different than their if, goals. That's... Yeah, so I would say if, you know, when you're in a community, there are certain people that you really gel with and there's certain people that you don't, right? And and the, 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 the people that you gel with, you'll, they'll just, you'll just become, like, 
friend friends, right? The other guys that are in your community, uh, they, you know, you're like friendly, right? You're more acquaintance you're, you're, as opposed to actual friends. Like you wouldn't necessarily want to invite them for a barbecue that had nothing to do with the game. Um, those, when those people are no longer aligned with you, or when the game doesn't get you to have an enjoyable time playing with these people uh, over the, the differences that you guys actually have, mm-hmm. that is an issue where that is telling you maybe you're not enjoying the game as much. And right, um, I'd say the other thing though is sometimes you enjoy your community, you like all the people in it, yeah. um, but you still feel a drain on playing, right? And to me, this is one of those things where you're like, you show up for game night, but you're like, oh, I don't really want to play. I'll just, you know, sit here, talk and stuff like that, and 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 you know, wait for everyone to finish up and go go eat, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there, that's one of those things where when you look at that and you're saying, oh, maybe maybe there's something missing in the way that I played this game. Then you you might want to reevaluate that, right? But if you like the community, sometimes the community will drag you back. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes uh, you're just burnt out. Right. And and that's a temporary walking away. Right. Where you just need to rest uh, that game. Maybe you've kind of overdosed on the game for a little while and you need time to to go away. But sometimes Mm -hmm. it really is. You're just like, oh, I'm done with this game. And if you like the community, that's the hardest. Yeah. Like if you're in the game, you can often figure out, oh, like I'm done with this army. I feel like trying this creative outlet of trying another army, trying this different way of playing the game, usually that's pretty obvious once you're into a game because you know how all the fa- factions play. But yeah, when you when you feel like it's the whole game that's not your your cup of tea, then yeah, you feel like going, going and looking for another one. Yeah, so then I guess for us, because, you know, the community playing playing outside of you know just you and i or 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 friends at each other's houses right is such an important Mm -hmm. part when the community of the game we're playing doesn't have that that becomes an issue with the game as well and like we said maybe we even like the game but if you don't have the community it just ends up sitting on your shelf right yeah yeah like it all depends on what you are looking for as a gamer like we look for a lot of aspects of what war games can offer like we Mm -hmm. want there to be a community with the game we want there to be a good community outlet or a good creative outlet possible in Mm -hmm. building the miniatures of that game we want like the game to be accessible so you can get it on the board you can actually get a game in without having to like bring a car full of miniatures and play for seven hours like all aspects we want the game to be accessible we can do with a little less competition but we don't like we still enjoy there to be like a way yeah we're not playing co-ops no we're not no i want to play co-ops you want to be able to like show your opponent who's yeah who's the master but not (laughs) no you don't need to be the master in a friendly yeah Yeah. friendly yeah ribbing yeah Mm -hmm. so that's true we we don't hate co-ops it's just that's never going to be our main game no. So we're demanding a lot of like the aspects that Metro Games can offer, but maybe there's there's the people out there who just want to be able to get that creative outlet in. And if maybe they're the 40k players who want this crazy army project, but they, they don't care about the community quite as much. They just want to be like say, Oh, I want to two tournaments a year to show off my army and like the new pieces I added, maybe that's perfectly fine with them and they can just have that their one bit of it that's their creative outlet and they're good. So you got to figure out what you want individually out of like all the different things that miniatures could offer you, and then see and also see what... the alternatives, mm-hmm. right? Because you know maybe there's like I said, like if you, if you don't have a community, you like the, the people around. Maybe the alternatives are not as good, and you will just continue playing a game that you're not so into just because you know you're, all your friends play it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, honestly. Mm-hmm. I would say though. You should try to convince your friends to play a different game. Which we did do with War Machine. That's actually true. I didn't do it. I was the one that was dragged along. Because I liked my miniatures. I still liked the hobby aspect. And I had like fully dialed <coughs> out of trying to play competitively. Um, and then, uh, But other people were just like, hey, what about this game? And I'm like, oh, I guess those miniatures are kind of cool. I guess I'll buy a couple. Oh. And then, yeah, a couple of years, we were all playing Infinity. 
Well, you were with me when I bought more War Machine like three weeks ago, just because yeah. like, this would be cool for skirmish games. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Still, still keep buying it, even though it's out of production, which is kind of why I bought it. Well, now <laughs> yeah. or never. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's one of those things when you start playing in the wider aspect of games. I think this this is one of I guess maybe uh, the important most important things about uh, games is that it's fine that that why we've become so much more okay with walking away from games is. When you have a community that is more okay with trying out different things and playing different stuff, you never lose the community aspect. And so you can shuffle the games around all the time, and you don't have to worry about losing that community or finding someone to play. And -hmm. this is why I think, in general, skirmish games and (laughs) finding that community that just likes, you know, miniature gaming in general and that has a wider... Uh, palette of games is such a such a reward honestly and i don't even know if this is going to continue forever right but this is just kind of what we have right now um we're we're playing a whole bunch of different games you know there's a game store where a bunch of people uh, just enjoy miniature games in general and we can walk away from a game but we don't have to walk away from the community and that is that is the best in my opinion right because yeah. like you said, we have so many different things that we want from the game. And community is like the hardest one, in my opinion, to get and maintain with, right? And I think a lot of people end up playing games they don't really like because they want the community aspect, right? You know, how many people say, oh, the best thing about 40K is that you can actually get a game in? Yep, that's, that's a real thing. <clears throat> yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Anything else we wanted to go through? Mm, I don't know. We can go back to whether you think there's another game that, <clears throat> excuse me, died a spectacular death that we never played. None comes to mind off the top of my head. But uh, Drop Fleet Commander we played, and that unfortunately get, I, died. I don't even know if that got off the we, ground. I, it, it I painted. Oh, no, one for... and a half full armies. Mm-hmm. I played a bunch of games. We played played a bunch, and then it it died because of you know the terrible. There's a whole bunch of things that happen. I'm trying to fit what figure out what category that falls into. It's, it's I really expensive. like my ships. I know they're really cool, but like I think the game. I don't know if you want to categorize it under the broad umbrella of accessibility. We're just playing. The game was so. The game was. It's hard to even describe this because so few I games. I think the game. There were so many good things about the game. I know, but there was also so I, many very not working aspects of the game. Yeah. So, like, just the accessibility of getting a game in that would be playable, like. Man. I should put some of those ships on my uh, shelf. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the game that got us to start making games because we made our own spaceship game, which is still freaking awesome, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, because certain our, aspects our of the rules great, yeah. were so so clearly unworkable that we're like, this is so obvious of how you, yeah. you just remove and what this we aspect enjoy about and put the some game, better yeah. system in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, there was a couple of people who played that game uh, at our store, actually. So... It is a thing. You didn't sell it off, did you? No. But luckily, they're not very big. Yeah. They're pretty oh, small. Man. They're pretty small. I, I still want, yeah, I still want that battle cruiser, but it's so expensive. I think. It's like 90 or 100 bucks. It's only going to get more expensive because of infl- inflation. I should have bought it before. Mm-hmm. But I want that I want that whale battle cruiser for the PHR. Yeah, I have the... UCM Battle Cruiser. I'm still like, this is so cool. You bought still, it? Yeah, you were there when I bought it. it we were at oh, one man. of the stores we occasionally go to, and just to support uh-huh. the store, I got it because we we're playing, just playing there. Uh-huh. It's cool. Oh man, I should buy it. You sh- uh, no, you shouldn't. I can buy it. No, you shouldn't. I- Mine just sits in plastic. <laughs> don't don't do that. It's you know what? Plastic. I actually haven't finished by what? What are the guys called? The 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 bad guys? I was gonna say the purple guys. Oh, they are purple. I painted my guys purple, and they are purple. What are those guys called? Is it the Scourge. Shelter? No, the Scourge. Scourge. Yes. What an interesting name. 
mm-hmm. going to say bad and terrible, but okay, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, this, this podcast is about when to walk away from the game, not when to sell off your no, miniatures. We haven't figured see, out that I part. I can't walk away. I can't walk away. We, we've done that, and I was like, I painted all these beautiful miniatures. I would need mm-hmm. to play this game, and literally, we're not going to play it. I, we're just going to talk about it. You know what? Some of the best things about walking away from the game, you can, and, and keeping the miniatures as opposed to selling them off, is you can constantly talk about how you're going to play the game, mm-hmm. but you never actually have to play the game. Yeah, well, usually Just I keep enjoy. my miniatures in mice foam trays, <clears throat> and games I don't play... The miniatures just sort of get thrown in a pile, not like magnetized anything, not in foam. They're just like in this pile. <laughs> I'm definitely going to take some. There's, I really like I have a, a nice yellow to like pink, uh, purple transition on my PHR mm-hmm. with a brown. Oh, man, they look great. Yeah, I don't even know if I finished any ships. Anyways. <laughs> I got the color scheme going. It was also like yellow and white. Yeah, yeah. this is a terrible example showing that uh, I I have no ability to walk away from games. I think the so to I'm fair, very glad like, that our games are so much smaller because yes. as I can't walk away from games, and I even am recommending not walking away. You need smaller games so you can actually have the closet space to fit all of these boxes of games. Yeah, this just goes back to reinforce my thing, like. Kids, don't get into giant games. <laughs> it is, yeah, even oh, between us who have gone through all the points of, like, why to stay in, why not to stay in, where, yeah. like, these big games are just too dangerous. Yeah, this is why, like, miniature games has to be my main hobby, because otherwise it's too expensive to have different hobbies. Because I, I don't throw away my games and resell them and get new stuff. I'm just like, okay. I'm now walking away from that to start something new, but I still have that in a box. So. Well, to be fair, by the time we walk away from games, nobody else is really in the game, so they're basically <laughs> unsellable. Yeah, uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess I guess that's possibly true. I do have, yeah. Honestly, I think the biggest thing is I don't feel like I ever have to walk away from games, like I said, just because of our community, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, even with Drop Fleet, like for Drop Fleet, let's say we never, well, because we, we actually have written a game like that can use those models, we don't have to walk away from fully. But like we could sell everything except for the, the models that we need to play our game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't do that because our community uh, has, we know that our community sometimes has people that, you know, if I ask a couple of people, they might be like, yeah, sure, I'll play a game. Because they have miniatures, and we, I can actually play yeah. it. That yeah, is but, something that is amazing, right? Like, we at our store, people even played, like, uh, uh, Mordheim, right? They're going to have a second Mordheim campaign. And I'm like, well, that's that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even for dead games, yep, still around. <clears throat> they can come back. just needs 10, 20 years. And then mm-hmm. nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Anyways, you can keep the miniatures, but get out of the game at the very least. <laughs> All right. I think I think that I think that sums up our our um, ideas. Our yeah. Points. Yeah. In conclusion, never walk away. Just shelve it for the time being. That's my philosophy. And what's yours? In conclusion, don't play huge war games. <laughs> don't even get into them at the beginning. Choose yeah. better. Have a more discerning. Uh, discerning uh, uh palette yeah and then the, the other thing is those yep. are the only games i've actually gotten rid of like i got rid of my 40k <laughs> like, it took up so much space it had to go yeah yeah you have like five miniatures now from them how do you can you count, count them on your fingers or do you have more than 10 at least a, let's not there's at least 100. you still have a hundred 40k miniatures we're going back to second edition now. If we keep <laughs> counting, like let's just not let's not get into this. <laughs> okay, fair enough. He when said, I said it took up a lot of space, I sold off all of my 40k except for a hundred miniatures. Yeah, that's getting rid of 200 miniatures. What do you? That's that's a lot. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh man. All right. Well, there you go. Secretly, Brandon some is somewhat just as bad as me. Um, yeah, and then the, the the last thing, get that good community, man. Find a good community, and you never have to walk away from a game fully again. Yeah. But it's not your choice, right? Mm-hmm. All right. 
I think uh, that's basically it. I think we've gone through everything. Maybe I would have wanted to concentrate more about the emotional aspects to help you realize that your game is abusive. But maybe we'll save that for another podcast for another day. <laughs> when mm-hmm. when you when to when to realize your game is abusing you <laughs> should be another should be a great other topic. Yeah, we'll see what angle we take on that one versus the positive yeah. like aspects you can get out of a game and their flip sides. We'll, yeah. see what, we'll see what angle that one happens from. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you have any thoughts, questions, ideas, or games that you want to just reminisce about, about how you had to walk away from it, uh, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. It's been Brandon. Bye.